On this Thursday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, Kareem Jackson talks D'Amico Ryan's former teammates. Mm. And what should the Texans' top focus be at the number 23 overall pick? What's the number 23 overall pick? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, and welcome, Texans fans, to this Thursday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If this is your first time listening or watching the Locked On Texans podcast, please do us a favor. First of all, thank you for stopping by, but also subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to all of our returning listeners. Lending your ear for another episode as Cody and I continue to talk Texans here on this Thursday. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. On the other side of the screen is your Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. Free agent target appears at the Rockets game Wednesday mm. night. Who can we be talking about? Stick around for that. Former teammates and now player coach combination. Kareem Jackson talks to Miko Ryans. You know, the Houston Texans signed Kareem Jackson towards the end of the season. So we will hear from him. But we look at what should be the top focus for the Houston Texans at the number 23 overall pick. What the number 23 overall pick. Uh, before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply cody when we look at the houston texans and, and what they have an opportunity to do this year in terms of upgrading their roster all together the number one focus right now for a lot of people and as promised we will get into more draft talk i think next week will be fully draft talk mm. next week but with the number 23 overall pick what should be the Texas top focus? Um, honestly, I think it all depends on what they do in free agency and who can they contain. Like, you first off, I think if if anything, knowing Coach D'Amico Ryan's and knowing how he likes to build this team starting on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think that is definitely going to be their top focus. This is going to be somewhere on defense. Um, For me, John, and this is something that Coach D'Amico Ryans have talked about on several occasions. Every time he talks about improving the defense, he always talks about how it starts up front, and rightfully so. And I can honestly say that the Texans had a very good, a very solid defensive front, defensive line unit throughout the 2023 campaign. Um, However, there were some moments where you can say, well, maybe they need to improve their interior. But I think when you take a look at what the Texans can do with the number 23 overall pick, I think it's definitely going to come down to whether or not they re-sign or can they re-sign Jonathan Grenard. Because I, I look at it from a standpoint, if they can re-sign Grenard or get him on a franchise tag or whatever the case might be, if they can get him for another season. I can see Costa Mico Ryan's looking at either the linebacking group 
or the secondary, hint, hint, the secondary, because I know that's something you really want to talk about, and saying, you know what? This is where I want to go in improving our defense. And look, I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to definitely do a deep dive, probably going to take the whole show talking about why it's going to be important for the Houston Texans to keep Jonathan Grenard at some point. Um, However, I just think it all depends on either what they do with Jonathan Grenard or even if he walks, who are they going to have an opportunity to replace him with in free agency? Now, of course, when you talk about Jonathan Grenard, that's just the edge. I also want to know how do they feel about their current interior as well? And when you take a look at the interior, there's also a guy in Sheldon Rankins, who I think is also very important for the Houston Texans to retain as well. But I think at the end of the day, man, number 23 will be a defensive player. By the way, Sweat, my, my my big dog from UT, he's out there at the uh, senior, senior bowl, bowl. and uh, he, he he's still in the show. By the way, Nick Casario is also at the Senior Bowl. Always he knows that he's he's always out there. We know that he will pull from the Senior Bowl. Damian Pierce, uh, Jaden Petrie, right, and and so oh uh, oh disrespectful, Tank Dale, Tank Tank, Tank Dale. Dale? Excuse me, Tank Dale from last year. And so you got to appreciate a general manager that's going to get down and dirty with you. When Mm -hmm. I look at what the Houston Texans should do with the number 23 overall pick, I cannot look at the number 23 overall pick and not look at free agency, the offseason in totality, right? I I think that for me, the conversation right now is how important it is for Houston to upgrade their cornerback room. Mm. And my approach to that in combination with the number 23 overall pick is evaluating the free agent market to determine who fits and add talent through the draft. Why does Houston need to add to the cornerback room? Well, Houston has yet to have a full cornerback room with significant talent in that unit. And they have the opportunity to bless coach Dino Vasso. Again, I think an underrated part of this team. They have an opportunity to bless Coach Vasso this offseason by adding some serious talent. You guys, this coach helped Lonnie Johnson see some career highs. Got the best out of Steven Nelson and Desmond King. Got the best out of Lonnie Johnson. Let me put that on there as well. Um, He got the best out of Grelin Arnold, who's an undrafted free agent. Uh, he's He's a super coach in terms of getting there with his group, getting in there with his group, and teaching those guys. I remember one day of practice, uh, just him going through a lot of the uh, the drills. You're seeing him kind of hip by hip, hand by hand with a cornerback and getting down with him, breaking down with him and showing him the technique of how he wants things, uh, how things should go. And so you definitely want to give a coach like that all of the tools to succeed for his unit. Uh, and Sting talks about, Derek Stingley talks about him all the time, about what he's gained from Coach Vasso. I was actually surprised Houston didn't add a corner in last year's draft. But with Steven Nelson, Javier Thomas, Desmond King, all pending free agents, Houston is left with Singley, Ross, and Holman. They cannot afford to neglect their position this year, and I think it should be addressed in both free agency and in the draft, early in the draft at that. This is a reminder the Houston Texans is projected to have around 74 we're basically $75 million in cap space right now. They could add to that number depending on what contracts they may look to restructure or if they may look to completely move on from some players. 
They do have a number of free agents already on this roster that they need to sign back. And so you don't want to necessarily get too crazy in terms of spending a lot of money. You got some important guys that you want to bring back. Again, John Grenard. Uh, I think Steven Nelson will be a good guy to qualify to come back. He played decent football. But just throwing out a couple of names, there are some guys that I think fits in Houston's system in free agency. Kendall Fuller is probably the one that I like the most. Uh, doing some research on what his projected contract would look like three years, $40 million, around $13.3 million per year. I think that's fair. And the thing about Kendall is he can play inside and he can play outside. And so Houston did a very good job. Nick Cassera did a very good job of bringing back Desmond King. But they did cut him at the beginning of the year. And, 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 and that was a mistake then. But I do wonder, has his time with the Houston Texans overall come to an end? And if so, I like Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller fits what this team would like to do defensively. He can play in this cover three. Houston ran majority of their scheme last year, either cover three or quarters. Kendall Fuller will do very good in that. And again, he's an inside or outside guy. So I like Kendall Fuller for Houston. A lot of guys are going to say LeJarrius Sneed. I just don't see the Chiefs letting him go, especially after the big season he had and being named an all-pro. Uh, Ladarius <laughs> will be great for Houston, no doubt about it. But realistically, <laughs> Kendall Fuller is in a situation where I know you're tired of losing in, in Washington. And what come, what, what came with being a Washington commander, a Washington football team, all of the names that they had, that environment is probably draining. He probably would like to get into a better environment and better culture and, and with better coaching. So I think that would be a good destination for Kendall and a good partner for, partnership for Houston. I just don't see Legereus need leaving. Some people may wait, may want Jalen Johnson, but I think he'll get franchise tag. Now, with the number 23 overall pick, guys, there are some corners that I think would do very well in Houston. Number one, a draft crush of mine. I don't think he'll be available at 23, but adding a guy like Nate Wiggins from Clemson to pair alongside Derek Stingley would be a dream. You talk about two potential shutdown corners. Quinion Mitchell, the kid out of Toledo. Cody, I know you, you've been seeing it on the timeline. We're not, you know, unfortunately, we're not at the Senior Bowl. Uh, John Crumple of the Texan Wire, a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine, has been doing a very good job of covering the Senior Bowl. But Mitchell has been lighting it up at the Senior Bowl. And again, I started this off by saying, <laughs> old sweater vest, Nick Casario <laughs> is out there. And I think he knows, okay, I got Nelson. He's a free agent. How much do we really want to bring him back? And it will cost, you know, and we also got to allocate money for other players. I want to sink a lot of money in the Nelson. Can Nelson take a team for a deal? Okay, he's, I know he's running through a lot of that. But this kid, Mitchell at Toledo, is phenomenal, right? Uh, there was one route where he just ran it for the corner. It's a lot of teach tape in, in Mitchell. And I think he'd fit at Houston. And I also think he'd be available with the number 23 overall, at the number 23 pick uh, for Houston. But Kamari Lattister, Lassiter, excuse me, he's a physical corner. I like him a lot. Watched a lot of his tape last night. He's a physical corner. He will put his hands on you. He will press up and put his hands on you. And what I'm seeing from a lot of corners nowadays, they're getting the press coverage, but they're not putting their hands on a the receiver. They're allowing receivers free release and not jamming them a lot. That's not Lassiter. Um, with this point, 
He has a great back pedal, has good feet, so he doesn't get lost in routes, and he's patient. He's not scared to come up and make a tackle. He's like again, he, he's physical. He will make a tackle. At times, he can struggle with ripping through or shedding bigger blockers, but he does a good job of staying hip to hip on on those routes, and even better job of getting his head turned around. He only has one career interception, but he has five PBUs this past year and a couple of drop picks. Uh, a lot of games I watched, I find myself thinking to myself, he hasn't been targeted in a while. He's only allowed a pass rating of 48 when targeted, only 9.1 yards per catch, and he's cleaned up his penalties going from five last season to only one this year. He's improved, improved a lot this past season. And a bonus, he fits in different schemes. He's the kind of guy that D'Amico will like. Again, we talk about cover three. He's he's, he's he's done a very good job in excelling in cover three. He's done a very good job in excelling in quarters. So I think he fits into this defense. And, again, he's a tough physical guy, and he's a, he's a mouthpiece on that field as well. So I think he fits for D'Amico in this defense. And I just want to give you guys a couple of games to go watch. Just go watch this South Carolina game. He really made life difficult for Xavier Leggett, uh, Leggett, who's a top receiver in this year's draft. And go look at the Kentucky game where he put on a clinic. So with the number 23 overall pick, I am really leaning towards, regardless of what, what Houston does in the NFL free agency this year, I think they need to go and get themselves a top corner to pair alongside Stingley, who's already a young top corner in the NFL. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves, what's the move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, guys. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, might not even have time uh, to look at the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. LinkedIn is looking out for you. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Welcome back here. Locked on Texans listeners and viewers. I hope you guys enjoy the first segment. Cody and I talked about how important it is to just really get it right with the number 23 overall pick. I know mm-hmm. Cody's looking at D line. I'm personally looking at the cornerback room. And this is a group that I'll be going through and studying some of the top prospects in this year's draft. I honestly think you should add two corners in this year's draft. A top wow. corner early, yeah. And they got three seventh-rounders this year. We know Nick Casario to be a little bit aggressive and, and, and look to kind of maybe trade up, mm-hmm. trade back to maybe acquire more picks, trade up and give up more picks. But they do have three seventh-rounders. And I think, again, with the amount of, of confidence that I have in Coach Vasso, 
and I think corners are deep every year. You can add another corner. He can be a special teams guy, or he can compete to make the roster, again, depending on what happens in free agency. But, again, they need to invest into this corner room. They did it two seasons ago with Stingley. I think they got to continue to do it. Mm. And, um, you know, that, that brought up an interesting topic I want us to look at for tomorrow's show. Where and when should they address the safety unit? Because for me, John, I feel, if anything, they should prioritize upgrading the safety group before the cornerback group. But, like I say, we're going to save that for tomorrow's show. But um, continuing here with this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, everybody know yesterday was the one-year anniversary of when the Texans um, hired D'Amico Ryan as their um, sixth coach in franchise history. And um, I had an opportunity to um, talk to D'Amico in the early part of January. And I also had an opportunity to talk to several other players within the locker room. And um, I, I wrote a feature story on um, Sports Illustrated Texas Daily. I hope you guys um, check it out. And I literally labeled the three characteristics that led to a successful first season um, for Coach D'Amico Ryan. I'm not going to tell you what the other two characteristics are, but the one characteristic I do want to highlight on this show to talk about what made D'Amico Ryan such not only a good coach in year one, but part of the reason why we wanted Coach D'Amico Ryan when we started breaking down him as a candidate um, last year, and that's him as a quote-unquote D.C. coach. And we wasn't talking about defensive coordinator. We was actually talking about a development coach. And I remember during the exit interviews, I asked Coach D'Amico Ryan, you know, uh, basically what has been like one of his strongest attributes and where did his strongest attribute come from? And he talked about always wanting to help players get better. And that's something that I've always heard, not just this year alone, but throughout the entire year, especially coming from former players that play with Coach D'Amico Ryan's. And we, we heard this saying a lot of times how he was a coach in the locker room. He was the captain of the defense. He was one of the leaders of the team here when he was playing as an all-pro, Pro Bowl linebacker for the Houston Texans. And so had an opportunity to catch up with Kareem Jackson, former teammate, now player coach. And this is what he had to say about working alongside D'Amico Ryan's both now and then. So what do you remember about the first time you met D'Amico Rise, the player, during your rookie season? Um, just always, you know, had a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously our, our leader at that point in time, mm -hmm. you know, uh, our captain. You know, just, a, just a, had a, a ton of energy and, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really smart as a player, you know. Um, and, and, and he was kind of a coach. He was kind of like a coach then as well. Yeah. You know, um, obviously now he is a coach, but even then, he was kind of like he was a coach because he was uh, one of the older guys on the team. You know, like I said, he was our captain. He was our leader on defense. And, you know, just, just really smart, a lot of energy every day. Um, mm -hmm. He made you want to come to work and, you know, have fun. When you look back at that time, him as you know, like the, you know, the veteran of the of, of the locker room. You know, you just said it. Um, you know, the coach of the defense and stuff. 
did you start to see tendencies then? Like, you know, man, maybe one day in the future you could see him being like an actual NFL. Well, I mean, I didn't think about it then, you know, obviously because he was kind of in the height of his career. Yeah. You know, I just knew he was our leader. You know, I mean, you could see all the, the intangibles then, you know, if he wanted to do it, but I didn't obviously didn't think about it. I was. It was early on in my career. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to figure things out, but at the same time, he was one of the guys that I leaned on in our locker room. For, yeah, you know, a lot of stuff with him being a Bama guy. You know, having a previous previous relationship with him and having a chance to play with him. You know, I leaned on him for a lot. You know, but uh, he had all the intangibles. Like I said, he was a great leader then. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader now. You know, uh, he he you know makes it easy to come to work. You know. Uh, a lot, a lot of energy every day, and you know that's just who he is. That's who he was when he played as well. What um, I, I talked to Coach D'Amico and I asked him, you know, what's basically been the foundation of his success. He talked a lot about his faith, um, and I've realized throughout this whole entire year, a lot of people would see like this locker room has really, you know, showed their faith a lot. You know, right. whenever they get the opportunity. When when you see a coach like that, and hopefully I'm not speaking for you, but you know. Um, does it make it a little bit easier to draw a connection when you see someone that shares the same faith as you and, and stuff? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I would say uh, being from the South uh, and being from Alabama, you know, being from the South, you know, your faith is everything. You know, uh, growing up and growing up in the church, you know, I know I grew up in the church. Uh, talking about singing in the choir, you know, all of that stuff, yeah. you know, in church every chance I got, you know, it was mandatory in my household, so, um, I mean, it definitely makes it, you know, easier to connect with, uh, you know, anybody, you know, in that, that aspect, if, if that's what you believe in, but, um, I mean, that's not the only reason why, you know, it's easy, it's easy to connect with him, you know, it's easy to connect with him because of what he brings as a coach, you know, um, he brought those same things as a player, you know, um, like I say, the energy, the enthusiasm, you know, um, you know, just really encouraging. Like I say, it makes it, it makes it easier to, for you to come to work and, and, and to want to, you know, go play for them. I know you haven't been here, you know, since the start of the season. You, know, you came towards the back half and stuff. But how has your relationship been with Coach D'Amico Ryan's now? You know, now that he's, you know, the official head coach. It's the same. It's the same for me. You know, um, I mean, I, like I said, I've had a relationship with him with him for so long, you know, uh, friendship with him for so long, you know, talking about dating back to when I was in college and, you know, he would come visit and stuff and, you know, kind of help us with 707 and things like that. But, um, you know, it's kind of the same, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, it's still about us, you know, being in the building and getting the job done, you yeah. know. Um, so at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about. Um, really quick, fun question, of course. Um, I say coach of the year, what would you say? <laughs> oh, man, it, it, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. It's a, it's it's a, a no-brainer, man. Uh, you did an amazing job. Like I said, I've only been here a couple weeks, you know, just having a chance to be around it and to see it firsthand. You know, I've been watching from afar just because of my relationship with him and the respect that I have for him and, you know, how he's impacted my career, you know, just watching from afar. But to be here and to be a part of it, man, it's just even more, you know, um, it's even more amazing, you know, like I said, yeah. to be a part of it. Where do you, uh, this is the last question for real, though, but where do you think he can go? Because um, I know, you know, you've been around some, um, to a lot of established coaches and stuff. Right. But the thing that, look, I'm going to speak for myself, the thing that gets me is year one, you know? Right. Um, where do you think 
he can go in terms of growing and establishing himself for his coaches, as great as this season been, there's always room for improvements. And, yeah. it's, and it's like crazy to think that this is only going to get better. Yeah, no, it's just, I mean, I feel like he can you know, go as high as he, as he wants. I mean, Super Bowl, you know, um, Know, multiple multiple Super Bowls. We got a ton of young talent here, you know, mm -hmm. starting with CJ, you know, in the center. You know, we, you know, that's tough battle in this league, you know, yeah. having a, a, a premier guy in the center. You know, I think he got a premier guy in the center here. That'll be, that's going to be good for a long time. He got all the other pieces, you know, he got some explosive guys on, out on the edges with, you know, Nico and, uh, and Tank, you know, once he comes back healthy. You know, yeah. um, obviously, uh, the, the whole line is, is, is um, you know, it's a solid group as well. And on defense, you got a, another another group of uh, young, talented guys. So, you know, when you got a bunch of young talent, you can keep them together for a while. You know, I mean, you got a young coach as well that brings a lot of energy and makes the guys, you know, want to come to work and want to, you know, go play for them. And I think, think, it, think it could be good around here for a long time. Thank you for stopping by and listening and watching the Locked On Texans podcast. And so because of that, I want to let you guys know about Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The most easiest and above all, the most exciting way to play daily, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. Sit back and watch the winnings roll in. Prospects is the only, hear me out, the only daily daily fantasy sports platform, excuse me, that offers an insurance policy. So if you have a player that leaves the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Again, Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform that offers an insurance policy. You also got special leagues where a league is created specifically for combo projections that include uh, two or more players from different sports or leagues. They're making it fun for you guys. Also, you got the Goblin and you got the Demon Bets where you can win up to 35 times your money. Guys, listen, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month, okay? And, and, and you got to the third to pay your rent. That NBA game's going on right now. If you're a little short, I'm not advocating to put your rent money on it, but you can earn some extra money to help with your rent and get you over the over the hump, you know. So just say I'm th just just throwing it out there. Go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, go to prospects.com or download the app on your phone. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans. Um, once again, man, shout out to Kareem Jackson. Um, that was probably actually one of my favorite interviews that I did because it was so cool to hear him talk about how D'Amico Ryans early on in his career used to go back to Alabama and um, help them with their team drills. And then it, it's just crazy because he does that. So you're looking at, what, 2008 season, 2009? A year later, they become teammates. Kareem Jackson is basically, you know, working with him, trying to lay a foundation for his career. And a decade plus later, you're looking at D'Amico Rise as Kareem Jackson head coach. By the way, um, hopefully they, they can be able to keep Kareem Jackson around um, for another season. 
Um, because look, 14 years in, I'm pretty sure he's he's thinking about hanging up those cleats. However, I'm like, Mr. Jackson, please, one more year, Texans, you know, let's keep him around. However, talking about being around, you guys know not only do I cover the Houston Texans, I also cover the Houston Rockets as well. And um, last night that was a home game. Unfortunately, the Houston Rockets fell short. 110 to 99 to the New Orleans Pelicans. By the way, Jalen Green, you know, we we had a you know a little fun with Jalen Green last week on the show talking about the JG confusion that John had. However, I think Jalen <laughs> Green might have heard that and he has been balling with it. I think he was his third heard, consecutive. He, he heard other other reporters. Huh? He, oh, not oh, me. Oh boy, <laughs> boy. But um at the game last night, there was a free agent, a free agent target by the name of Mike Evans in attendance. Gallus is home. Look, now I'm not about the to legend. get into the whole that means he, you know, is here for the Texans and all that other stuff. Look, as you say, John, um, Galveston is his hometown. However, at halftime, I went down there and I asked him really quick, hey, how you feel about your upcoming free agency? And he said, I am excited to see where I am going to in up take it for how you feel about it however i just feel it's very ironic because normally when you talk to a player about their upcoming free agency or trade deadline or whatever the case might be um of course they're not going to tell you everything that's going on but a lot of time if it's a situation where they want to remain with their current team they'll come out and say it uh however just that little nugget that mike evans gave me um at yesterday's game made me realize okay there is a strong possibility of him leaving Tampa Bay this offseason. And everybody knows that the Houston Texans, the, the marriage between him and the Houston Texans could be a realistic possibility. Uh, John, I don't want to go too much into it. However, you're you looking at one of the greatest wide receivers of his generation, 10-plus yeah. years of recording 1K, Super Bowl champion, definitely will be a veteran to this locker room. And I think if anything, if the Texans were to add him only at the right price. Yeah. Um, I think he'll just be basically another another damn good target for CJ Stroud that you can pair alongside Nico and Tank. Yeah, and, and again, I, I want to emphasize what you just said, Cody. Only <laughs> at the right price. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are looking at T. Higgins, and from what I'm getting and the feelings that I'm feeling from uh from the, the general manager since T. Higgins may get franchise tagged. Um, which is about, was I think twenty five million right now? I'll give or take a few mil. I wish I could take a franchise uh, tag right now. Uh, I know that's right, but um, <laughs> we we just report on the franchise tags, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I think for Mike, yes, he is a very he is the model of consistency in this league at receiver, mm-hmm. and Mike didn't always have Tom Brady. You know, he had the bad and good, the good and bad of Jameis Winston. He had a, a very good resurgence of Baker Mayfield this past year. Uh, he's had some bad quarterbacks. No, let's let's not get it twisted. But Mike has always been a consistent wide receiver, and I think him and Houston would be a good pairing. Just not for you know, I, I don't want to have to pay too much for Mike. Mike is uh, look, he got enough. Mike got enough. Look at that Gucci. <laughs> With the chain and the, is that Cartier frames? Hey man, but, all I know that it, it was shining. That's all I can say. It was yeah, shining. It's, it's shining right now. 
But all jokes aside, Mike Mike would be look, listen, because Mike would be great for not only CJ, but Mike would be great to whoever they bring into the wide receiver room and who they have already, because there are some things that Mike can just teach you, especially when you look at Nico Collins, a bigger receiver, kind of fit the same body style, right? And mm-hmm. so I think when you, what you like about Mike is don't have a, a, you know a lot of missed games in his career. Mike is a model player. Mike kind of reminds me, not talent-wise, but he kind of reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald. Just model guys, don't miss a lot of games, consistent in terms of no matter who you put at quarterback, you put up numbers. Um, and, and again, Galveston's on, G-Ball on. He can come down here in Houston, 45, 50 minutes away from home. I don't know how much he wants to go back home, but you always have some family members that maybe want to see you play. Hmm. And the comfort, especially when you get older in your career, just kind of being in a place where you're comfortable with. He would be great hmm. at the right price. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening and watching the Locked on Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked on Texans podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12 and follow the page, the Locked on Texans page at Locked on Texans 2. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.